0: Two artists walk into a bar. Now stop me if you've heard this one.
1: Listen in as artists and creators talk over drinks about their work, life, and the creative journey. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 10 of Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. This time, it's actually three artists walking into the bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid, and I'm at Milu Juice and Health Bar with the dynamic duo who started the Thrive Mastermind movement, Jamie Smith and Tara Galuska. Listen in as we talk about how Thrive has grown from a group of friends having a collage night to, well, a thriving international movement. We'll also talk about their own creative paths and how they got where they are. You'll find links to these things and more, along with full show notes on our website, twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you like it and want to hear more episodes, subscribe, and if you love the show, head to the website where you can sign up for updates and buy us our next round. Now let's head to Milu, where Jamie and Tara share all, including some fun confession stories at the end, where they even surprise each other. Cheers today's episode little twist on a theme we are three artists who walk into a juice bar (laughs) i like it i I like like it it too i like it especially because my guests today are jamie smith and tara galaska the dynamic duo behind the whole thrive movement ladies (laughs) welcome Yay, thank you. Thanks for having us, and thanks for the tea. Yeah, my pleasure. It's uh, <laughs> Yesterday, I was drinking what looked like wine out of a wine glass at 9.30, so this is a nice switch-up for me. I like that.
2: <laughs> And we want, We thought about juice, but it's a rainy day in Vancouver, it as is. it seems to always be, yeah. so tea became yeah. the, the choice. Yes and cozy. We drink a lot of tea at Thrive, <laughs> sort yes. of our thing.
1: So These are the kind of inside Thrive details we're after today. Yes.
0: Yeah. A lot of tea, yeah. if you're wondering how things get done. <laughs> we're not coffee drinkers, tea. And Jamie likes decaf tea. I like the caffeine. There we go.
1: (laughs) All the things you ever wanted to know about Thrive. So tell for our listeners, tell us what Thrive is all about and how it started.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, So Thrive is a community of female artists, female visual artists. And it was started in July of 2015 by Jamie Smith. Jamie, uh, I'll tell your story. So Jamie had just rented a new studio space, and of course, in Vancouver, studio spaces are pretty hard to find, and they are also very expensive. And so, a way to kind of make rent a little bit was to just, you know, gather some friends together, have them pay to hang out with you, basically.
2: Twenty-five (laughs) dollars to make collages.
0: Collages together and then chat.
2: Easy. An easy, like, little extra thing on the side. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And then, yeah, little did you know. So I was there on that first night, and there was uh, six of us, or eight of us that first night, and then... We hung out and then just the conversation started flowing about all the ups and downs of being artists, uh, running businesses, all of that kind of thing. And then we were like, Jamie, we want to keep coming back. And So the first one was just going to be a one-time $25 thanks for coming, ladies? Well, I had been
1: part of an
2: entrepreneurship mastermind for six months before and I loved the concept of gathering and chatting, but I felt like an outsider as an artist, and so these women all had businesses, and just the language they were speaking around their businesses, the advice they were giving me. It was hard to every meeting to show up and be like, the art world is so different mm-hmm. and doesn't mm-hmm. really abide by many rules. So I always had that kind of in the back of my head that that would be really neat, but it felt that I wasn't at that point to commit to something like that so that first group was just to gather but what I was gonna throw in as mm. Tara's telling my story a key part of this story is actually Tara and I had known each other for a couple years before and I had this idea and I told a friend who then told Tara and Tara got to me and she said "Here, you want to do this group I really want to be a part of this and I was feeling a little bit weird about gathering and then people paying to be there. I wasn't sure what I was trying to do but I knew that I had done a lot of things in the arts Mm -hmm. not charging anything and there's a real sense of ownership and value and quality that comes when you're paying to be there. So... Tara wrote me, I still have a copy of it, this email um, after I'd seen her that night that said, you know, I believe in this, you're the person to do it, and I'll be there at that first meeting, and I'll be there. Throughout. Yeah, was like,
0: let me know what I need to do, and then all well, these years later, it's my whole life, <laughs> so be careful, be careful when you reach out to a friend and offer some support.
2: <laughs> but it really was for me, I needed that person to say, I believe you should do this because i actually got a lot of uh kind loving uh hesitation from people around me because i had been working in the arts now i'd quit my teaching job for a while so i'd been really floundering to find my footing as an artist but also my teaching background i always was attracting people and trying to organize
0: them so with
2: an art walk and But people around me, I was like, I want to do this. And the advice I kept hearing was, why would artists sit around and talk about all their secrets and share how they're making a living when it's so difficult to do that as an artist? And really this idea that artists wouldn't share. Right. Um, But now looking back, it's been, those words were huge gifts to me because it was a real window in what could be created. If there wasn't a value system and really uh, an emphasis on positivity and gratefulness is for being artists, so. I needed. I needed the kind words of Tara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's my moment to say <laughs>
0: thank you. I've been waiting this whole time. <laughs> You're so welcome. Well, and thank you. To well, and thank you. She has thanked me before. Don't yeah. you worry. I have. She, <laughs> she thanks me all the time. And uh, but it's so. I think it's It is so important. You know, like some people are the people to start those kinds of things. Like I wanted something like that, but I didn't. I don't want to start something like this. Like, I mean, no. who would? <laughs> who, who would? But right. when you find that person, you then, you know, they need you need to support. If you want to see something in the world, you have to show up and support it. And that's what's happened with Thrive. That's how it's grown into what it is. So now it's, you know, we have a mastermind program, and it's members all over the world. And so you, they meet monthly. You talk about their art practices, art businesses. We have a podcast. We have a speaker series. We have an art school. What else do we have? That's kind of what it's now become because people have believed in it and joined in. It's something they needed, we need, all together.
1: It's been interesting for me over this last month, really, as this podcast has started up, speaking with a lot of artists, and uh, most of it in Vancouver. I've been in Vancouver for most of that time. There is an energy that is happening in the art world in Vancouver right now that I don't remember being there before. And I think a huge part of it is because of what you two are doing. And that's a big reason why I wanted to get you on here today. And <laughs> then they cried on the podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so check, I have achieved my goal. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little misty-eyed. Yeah. Oh, it, thank you. You're having, a, you're having a huge impact yeah. on a lot of people's lives. And I've been a Thrive member for just over a year now. Mm-hmm. And I see what it does in my life. And for me, as an artist working in my studio and maybe I'm a little different than some because my studio is constantly moving so having a sense of community is maybe a double challenge for me. And I remember I started in Vancouver doing meetings in a room and very quickly realized no, you know, I get these six month teaching and traveling and residency things going and and you guys were amazing and created this online opportunity, too. So tell me a little bit about that transition from, you know, a couple of groups to what is really now like an international movement.
2: Well, we actually should take the moment to say Carol <laughs> Thank had a you, big part <laughs> in this journey. Because yeah. you came to us and said, I can't come to in-person meetings. And we... We're so sad about it because we just felt that we're losing someone that we feel really adds to our community as well as is getting a lot from it because you were so like, what's my options? What do I do? Mm -hmm. And we had no answer. And really that came from me being very stubborn that it needed to be these in-person relationships. And it needed, I really wanted to, I really wanted to change a community from like a grassroots level of what's happening in Vancouver. So I I didn't see it happening online. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a theme in our, Mm -hmm. Tara and I, and why we work well together is we both, it may from the outside seem very planned, but we are constantly just reacting to what people Mm -hmm. are giving us because when you are looking to support a community, those are a lot of voices. Mm -hmm. So it's been a big challenge and a big learning for us to listen Mm -hmm. take it in see if it aligns with the values and our goals and then make real quick decisions yeah so we figured out we're like online is what we need to do Mm -hmm. and now I feel like online is a huge like part
0: of yeah 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 it's well it was kind of crazy because so we were pretty hesitant because you know everyone wants to meet in person and there's so much online and you think things can be lost Mm -hmm. but then we were looking at you know members leaving during the year-long program and we've only had one person leave Mm -hmm. in a year from online which is kind of insane so it's just like oh Yeah, if there was any doubt, like, this works just as well. Like, it's it's kind of amazing.
1: I wonder, if you had just started with an online concept, I don't know that that amazing connection would be... Like, I can't imagine it feeling as grounded as it does. Well, I
2: feel like we have, for Tara and I, something that I'm so grateful for is, like, we feel like we have a base. We feel like we have a community. And I think it would Mm -hmm. be very... Lonely, ironically, to Mm -hmm. be working just online and feeling like, do we have people here? And so now what's really interesting is, again, you can have all the plans and the vision. And I've thought about in different periods of Thrive's life cycle, I've thought about, you know, how will, will we grow? What will that look like? And so now what's so interesting is that full circle is the online. Having these groups and these amazing members is exactly the way we can achieve what we want, which is in person meetings all over the world. Yeah. So now we have our first, this happens in May, is our first group that is led by a Victoria member who came to us and said, You know, I've been online for a year with you guys. I feel like Victoria's ready for this. Mm-hmm. Would you want to, to team up? So she joined our leadership team. So she'll be running a group of 10 women there. Mm -hmm. and the excitement that they have that there's actually in person in their city is what we're hoping for so the idea is as online grows we're actually growing in person through that process yeah yeah.
1: wow we'll see yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what uh what is the not the long long long-term vision but say in the next year where do you see it Mm -hmm. going
0: I think, pause <laughs> I think okay, maybe this isn't like a really like sexy or exciting answer but we want our systems to be perfect we yeah. want everything super organized so that we can have sustainable growth because we've had a lot of growth we're you know we went from six to almost we're getting closer to hitting that 200 mark mm-hmm. and that is really exciting but it's growth pains and it hasn't always been sustainable for us or for the business and so it's important that we get those systems in place so everything can just we can just multiply and grow and not have rude shocks all of a sudden when right suddenly this this system breaks so
2: i want to feel like an artist joins thrive and their experience is one that is empowering Mm -hmm. and it's been There's been growing pains in it being just me. Started with a group of six. I would call members, I'd go for coffees with them. Like it was easy to support them doing that. Well now at 200 with members, like we have a woman in Ireland, we have Paris, Switzerland. And so how do you say, join this community and if you're willing to do the work, you can expand your art practice, your life, your business. Like that's mm-hmm. a big yeah promise. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of that for us is that we're trying to figure out as two people how do we create um, systems that the community is uplifting each other, and that's really mm-hmm. this leadership program that came into play a year ago because we saw very quickly that Tara and I both were running about you know six meetings each a month. Right. Um, and it's not also it's not right that it's just our perspective. We have these leaders mm-hmm. that have been with us, and they have this life experience. And we just saw we're like, this is what we're here to do is empower mm-hmm. women to lead women. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that is is kind of listening, but also helping it grow in a way that it's not too fast. Everyone's looked after. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a huge fear we have. Yeah. yeah.
1: And do you find for yourselves, you're both working artists as well, has this been something that has enhanced your individual art practice or has it been something that has engulfed your lives and left you scrambling for moments to create art? <laughs>
2: a or B. <laughs> or Think some both. version yeah. Of, uh, yeah. of... yeah, C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So t- tell, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about your individual art practices.
0: Yeah, so I'm a paper artist, and I actually, when I joined Thrive, I was very kind of close to being full-time, like I kind of just launched my website, and I had a reasonable amount of a following, and um, was, you know, selling work, and um, it was really helpful to have Thrive at that time, it really, I kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, I needed that support, Um, and that was a big focus of mine, but I needed a little extra income, so that's what brought me to you know me and Jamie together and then I you know and then I was just like oh actually this is really important to me I think this is a a real calling in my life that I focus Mm -hmm. on this and so obviously that cut a ton of time down on being a a practicing artist and it's been a journey of kind of putting pressure on myself to be having the output and having the results of when I was basically full-time that's not possible it's not fair to put that on myself but I did and I felt kind of like a loser sometimes and so I talked to Jamie and be like "I just uh, nothing's happening but it's now I'm at a place where I see that I can just focus on my art for myself and what's meaningful to me and yeah maybe I don't have as much time but it pushes me to be more creative with the time that I have and more grateful for it and I think it's making me make more interesting work than when I was just trying to like Make a living. Right. Sometimes right. there's a sacrifice in that as well, and mm-hmm. compromises that you have to make that I no longer have to make. So
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, looking at your work, you've got a mm-hmm. beautiful body of work. And uh, what's your Instagram? If people are, have oh, a I am at Tara Galuska. So T A R A G A L U S K A. Perfect. It'll be in the show notes. But just in case somebody's got a device in their hands right at this moment,
0: and you have another. Instagram yes. feed that I love. Oh, thank Tell you. Tell us about the cat report. So, the cat report is uh, something that came about through actually doing Penny Lane's art school that we do at Thrive, and she encouraged us to uh, embark upon an ongoing project. Something that's not necessarily part of your regular practice, but something that you enjoy and just can have keep going and keep kind of creativity bubbling and. Mm -hmm. And so I started the cat report. I have, well, basically the cat report is the world's leading news source on my two cats, Daisy and Bijou Goluska, as told to me by my husband, Bill. So he tells me the news of what's been happening in cat world, and I (laughs) illustrate and uh, hand letter these Mm -hmm. reports, and I share them on Instagram. Excellent. And it's something that i find a lot of fun and joy in as part of your
1: art practice you are very effective at instagram and doing uh, social media getting the word out i've really enjoyed oh, as part you. of the thrive network looking at the videos you've done on how to do some of those things mm-hmm. super helpful so thank you a i'm big glad part it's helpful yeah it is it's there they're, they're <laughs> some of the best tools that yeah love it and jamie tell us about
2: your art practice um well i actually think it, this journey of Thrive and just me in the arts could be summed up with this Tara's project, The Cat Report, because Mm -hmm. The Cat Report came out of Tara also losing a lot of her time and so Mm -hmm. she was making little paper plants that were hugely intricate Mm -hmm. and it was a time where Tara was feeling quite low on having not that that not going the same way for her Mm -hmm. and so I watched her kind of find this project it was joyful it was uh involved her family like it really started to take on a lot of values in her life Mm -hmm. and it was something that she could do from anywhere right there are these drawings and then start doing it on Instagram and and bringing a lot of joy to other people. Mm-hmm. I'm around her a lot when people say they love the cat report. Oh, yeah, it makes my and day. really, like, I would define my practice as that, is that I've had, it's reacted to what has been going on in this other side of me. I've always been someone that I systemize things, I organize things, and I really love people. And so those three things actually are very different than being alone in your art studio and doing the work to get better at your craft. And I used to kind of feel mad at myself that I couldn't just choose because it felt like just then go into business if that's what you want to do is be um, creating these systems organizations or like commit to getting better at your craft and be an artist and take the job that is you know that you can just do but you all is really about the art and I've never been able to do it Uh, (laughs) it's funny
1: because I see and I've never said this to you but I see so much of me in you and I started out as a designer, went to design school, but I am a business junkie. I've opened a lot of businesses, had a lot of retail stores, been a you know been a um, a sales director, a trainer, and traveled with it. And, and I'm a business junkie, yeah. and I see that in you. Well, I love it. Yeah. I'm have yeah. been
2: so creative and, yeah. and figuring out. The- yeah. Yeah. And
1: then after six months, I'm like, where did the art go? So I would go over and spend six months in sweatpants painting. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I'd be like, where did the people go? And, and I spent decades going back and forth. And you seem to be figuring it out much quicker, how to integrate <laughs> the two. So hats off to you, lady. Well, I,
2: I will say I feel the most at peace I have in a very long time with Thrive because Thrive has given me both worlds in many ways because it's also, when I'm focused on the business stuff, I'm Googling artists I like. When I'm focused on the art stuff, I'm Googling business models. So mm-hmm. at least with Thrive, both of those two elements are highly mm-hmm. yeah. important for the business and for the art practice. So I'm, I'm at peace, but I will say, you know, it can exactly, there's times where I pop up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't been committing to my art practice and then there's times where I'm frustrated because all I want to do is is paint so Tara was really brilliant in that I I I think from the beginning I've always said that a huge a huge thing for me was I have to be an artist to run thrive that Mm -hmm. was a rule I made for myself and I made that for Tara because I was like there's no point of us doing all this work to then say, oh, remember the time I tried to be an artist, but instead organize people. Um, so I was like, that's a rule, because I also need to never forget the experience of our community. Like, it's not going to be help We're not going to make the right videos. We're not going to talk about the right mm-hmm. things if we're not creating yeah. and having that process. So mm-hmm. right from the beginning, that was a huge part. But I was trying to put in a day here and put in a day there. And I, I just struggled, especially on my own, a lot with getting into the studio because there's always more you can do for Thrive. Mm-hmm. And there's people that are asking you and it feels really good to like send those emails. No one really cares if I'm in the studio struggling away on my florals, paintings, you know? So then Tara came up and this is what we've been doing since September, this brilliant idea of doing three weeks on Thrive. And then four days like one week on our art practice Mm -hmm. and it's been huge because it's scheduled in so it's blocked off on our shared calendar and I finally feel like I have a little bit of momentum and that's what was Mm -hmm. really hard was I would do bits and things so that's been a huge gift and those are things that Tara has brought to me whereas I I just put my head down and work Mm-hmm. And having another human be like, that's not the smartest mm-hmm. way to do that, has been huge. So in summary of that very long explanation, mm-hmm. I feel good about it. I have a big thing that I've done is I've extended my timeline of who I am as an artist. So I have a lot of goals that mm-hmm. when I started were going to happen, which I won't, I'm i not ready for them anyways. And so I've just cleared them and they will happen and I'm using Thrive as like learning we Mm learn so much I feel my brain is full like when I'm ready to go with the work I want out there I just feel so blessed because I've seen so many artists go through their journey and so it's just that collection of a little bit of this a little bit of that yeah
1: it's so powerful that getting together and Mm -hmm. seeing what what cross-pollination occurs and you talked about your timeline as an artist Mm -hmm. I'm curious for both of you like if you think of little Jamie and little Tara in your different Mm -hmm. on your different continents way back Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. uh when did you first have an interest and when did it feel like it might be a life direction creating art
0: um so I I think it was being an artist was the first job I think I ever said I would have as a small child, um, and I got some coloring crayons from Santa. I would have been under five. It was when we lived in in, in uh, Zambia, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe Santa knew I wanted to be an artist. I couldn't believe that he like gave me a gift to like support that. So. He's a pretty Spoiler alert! Awesome well, <laughs> so Santa isn't real. So my parents obviously bought that, I'll be and, that out, and I but go think on. they uh, that But then, but then I get got older, and um, that did not seem like a career path that I, I could have. I think my parents really had a different kind of vision for me, and uh, oh, it's great that you're creative, but you've got to do something practical and like, like very worried were very scared about this creative little freak you, in the family. Them. And then, um, And then, so yeah, so I just forgot all about it and, and didn't know what I would do when I grew up at all and really was completely directionless for quite a while. Um, and then I found... Finally, design school. So I studied design and illustration. Um, Graphic designer is a great job. It's a really good job. I had it. Comes with a business card. (laughs) It comes with a business card. I loved the paycheck. I still have not received the same kind of paycheck I got as a graphic designer, but working towards it. Back in time. Oh, yeah. And I was miserable. Like I was, it was a lot of different reasons for that, but I was not really living to my potential or doing what I was really put here to do. And so when my husband and I moved to Canada, I just like was like, well, nothing works. No one cares about me or anything I'm doing anyway. So I might as well just flounder around and just follow what I follow the threads to to do what I want to do. So yeah. Yeah.
1: I love the story you once told. Uh, was it in your Chacucha talk, maybe, about you being at a party for Bill's work mm-hmm. and somebody yes. saying, "Tell that story."
0: Yeah. So I. Um, so my husband works in construction and with quite a few rough and tough kind of guys. He's uh, he's pretty manly, but he's also a soft and sweetie, sweetie pie at home. Don't tell anyone. Well, the whole I know. I know. <laughs> I told everyone he's a sweetheart. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I was sitting next to this like big tough construction worker, and you know at the Christmas party, and he said, "Oh, so what do you do?" And I said, "Well, I make uh, tiny, intricate, delicate paper plants, and their artworks, and, and you know people, and, you know, whatever people buy them, I sell them online." And he's like, that's... That's, I never knew that could be a job. (laughs) And I said, well, it is, it's a job I gave myself. (laughs) And since then, I mean, thrive, right? It's a job we gave
1: ourselves. (laughs) As is being an artist. You know, we wake up every day and think, what am I today? And what do I want to be tomorrow? And that's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's a huge part of it. And it's a little scary at times. And it's a lot magical a lot of the time. So, Jamie, when did you have that first spark of?
2: Well, I, my mom was teaching kids folk art classes out of our house when I grew up. But that was back in the day when folk art was all the rage so it was like putting a bunny on a paper towel holder and making very practical crafts mm-hmm. and so we had a wood shop in the garage and would teach she would teach and then i started teaching as well and but in high school in grade i always remember in grade eight i took art and i won the grade eight art award for this weird clown painting which i don't know why (gasps) we had to do it as a color study (laughs) does it still exist it must somewhere oh that's got to
1: find its way back into the public eye (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) it's real bad and but then i don't even know why i never took art Then again, until grade 12, I had, and I think it's because I was told it wasn't super practical and none of my friends were arty. And so in grade 12, I remember I had a really free schedule. So I took an art class first semester and I was drawing and the teacher, Mr. Rader, Frank Rader, who I'm still buds with today, Mm -hmm. he came and looked over my shoulder and he said, you can draw, are you going to art school? Because you should. And I had never, I was going, at that point, I had applied to universities to do general arts. Like, I had no direction anyways with what I was doing, but no one had ever put, ever said that to me. And I was just like, well, what does that mean? And how would I do that? And so he told me, you need a portfolio. And he's like, if you wanted to, you can bring, you take this class in your spare and you'd have two hours a day and, and I'd help you do that. And so I worked for you know six months on that, and he guided me through it. And so I went to art school. I went to UVic and took a uh, fine art and then a minor in business and um, couldn't quite let it go even at that <laughs> age. And I then went later to do my art education. And I think that Tara and I often talk about um, with Thrive sort of our interests and where we want things to go, and I'm always that educational piece to me is so important, because without that teacher, without him saying to me that this was possible, um, I would have never, wouldn't be where I am today, and then also, when I went to art school, there was no discussion of what I did, was supposed to do after, Mm -hmm. and I'm a doer, so you tell me what to do, and I'll do it, but there was nothing, it was just ideas and so I left and traveled and then came back and thought well I guess I'll do my teacher education knowing that it was not my calling and then even being in the school system it just felt art is a nice thing for kids to do but there's no talk of it being a profession or and it's because I don't think people know how that could be so a huge part of Thrive for me is this calling to crack the code of how artists can be financially sustainable and to continue to make these you know on our network we have we call them quick wins and we started that this year because it's just how do we give these little skills like how to use Instagram how to we talked to a ca- an accountant last time on our podcast, so how can we educate artists so that if they were given all the tools, there could be a lot more professional artists. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we talk about it. Right. Yeah. right. There, so I turned that into a bit of a rant, but that's <laughs> that's my journey with art. It's been <laughs> <laughs> inspiring, and then also just a lack of tools, yeah. really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, which is a great opportunity for a nice void to fill. Yeah, yeah. we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. And what have been the biggest, like, oh my god, I can't believe this came out of what we started
2: moments. Have there been some, like, wow, what did look what we created moments? I, for me, actually, mm-hmm. one, it was pretty recent. New York, to me, is cool. I like New York. Too many. (laughs) I'm I'm on that. I'd love to. I'd say it's pretty cool. I like everything pretty cool. Let's go. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. It's pretty cool. So, next podcast episode will be us doing it in a bar in New York. Oh, yes. Um, there. We said it. So, I've just, to me, to have artists in New York meeting, like going to Thrive meetings, has always just been sitting there in my head and and then we now have three members that live around not quite in New York but around and so I think it was two weeks ago one emailed and said the, th- the three of them were getting together to go on a lady date and I just to me that was so cool yeah so when people apply to be in the program we do a phone interview with them just to make sure that we can actually help them over the year Um, and so I had talked to each one of those women and I know that their their main thing was that they're in a huge city and they don't they feel Mm -hmm. alone they don't feel like they have someone to share their practice with so it felt this deep pride of oh maybe they'll connect and keep meeting and that may one day actually lead to a Thrive community there. Very cool.
1: I just had a flash of five years from now podcasts are evergreen this is gonna sit on the internet thrive being like all over the world chapters everywhere people finding this podcast and going three artists in new york you know i was at a meeting with a hundred <laughs> last night <laughs> yeah. drive talk minis new york oh.
2: version yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's i mean you know, we'll put it in the universe yeah. shall we?
0: that's yeah. that's what we're working towards and we'll see what happens yeah. it's meant to be Very, very cool. Yeah, I guess for me, I can think of like almost 70 different versions of things, but it's when somebody just steps in and owns their path or their confidence. Like there's, I just thinking of somebody off the top of my head, she's like kind of her whole life has been focused on giving to others. She's a nurse. She's a mom. She's a grandmother as well. And so it's been about everybody else. And now she's done her first year of Thrive. And it's just like, she's of course she's the same person but she's just like she's telling people no she's super focused she's got her own art studio she's like oh well you know the grandkids it was good to see them but I had to tell them you know this is my time to do this and just like really owning it and just stepping into their someone stepping into their power and like owning what they want and asking for it and just taking it and doing the work is just one of the most rewarding things And it's just kind of incredible to be part of that journey and to see somebody really blossom into who they are, whether they're, you know, like a grandma or a ma or somebody who's like all all the different ages, right? Like it's just kind of insane.
1: Which we have. There are people of all ages and
2: all different genres and... And yeah. it's broad. To add to that we mm. had a member I was sitting with her and she said to me that she's like I think of Thrive as a place where members are really confronted by their art practice and I loved that because we have members that join and then six months in decide they actually want to be painting not drawing or that the. they actually don't want to sell commercially they want to start doing artist residencies. Some the Some will not be artists anymore. They'll decide, I don't Mm -hmm. want to be a professional artist. I want to just have this as a hobby and get on with my life. And I think either any of those options are huge Mm -hmm. because as artists, we can spend a lot of time in our lives feeling like we don't have enough time. We don't have enough money. We don't have the support system. And to just be confronted and be, say, Here's all the tools. Mm -hmm. Uh Here's Here's the
0: reality of it. Yeah.
2: Huge part. And here are other people doing the same thing. So really, you have all the reasons to pursue it or not. And to me, that's a gift to to have, Mm -hmm. give yourself a year Uh to figure that piece out. Yeah. No regrets, right? Either way. And I think as artists, we don't often have, we -hmm. have life that happens. Then we have our art practice sitting there. And so that's exciting mm-hmm.
1: to me yeah I think of how I got turned on to Thrive so I mm. was doing a show at the Italian Cultural Center with Joanne Hasty. Yes. and an enthusiastic mm-hmm. Thrive member yeah so she had connected me to contact UNC um, but I look at my last few days so I don't live primarily in Vancouver anymore. I'm right now staying about four hours away in the Okanagan and I come down every Friday to teach at Caplan University. I teach printmaking and this week I came down on Tuesday because I had a meeting with my 13 feet off the ground collective. This is a group of women I never would have connected with if it wasn't for Thrive. This whole collective was born out of the connection they made at Thrive and now the there's well, twelve of us. Uh, we have this incredible bond. We support each other. I'm, spend. I'm having sleepovers at everybody's house. I'm, okay. I'm sleeping my way through the thirteen right now, <laughs> and uh, and we've just we've become a super tight, supportive community. We all traveled to Sicily together, painted murals, and so that was the start of my trip down here, and then over the days in between i've been interviewing artists some from thrive and yesterday i was in the parker street studios going and visiting all of these people who i've met because of what you guys started and it didn't occur to me until right now how much thrive has impacted that but in the past i would have come to vancouver maybe done my day if i ever found myself in the parker street studios I wouldn't. I wouldn't really have known these artists, but now I walk in there. It's like walking through, you know, homeroom at, at at school. It's like, hey, hi, hi, hi. How you? You know, how did this go? How did that go? Like, we're all connected, yeah. in an amazing yeah. way.
2: Well, it's so neat to hear so because cool. we don't know <laughs> yeah. all the time what's happening, and that's an important thing. We we had mm. a big. Um, we have a big philosophy between us that it's like it, this is not about Tara and I. This is a movement, and it, it yes, it needs uh, organization and it needs these things happening. But we aren't. We don't want to be at a where it's like mm-hmm. Carol needs to go to Parker Street. Okay, we'll take Carol to. Par- like it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to function well on via outside yeah. of us, but we don't know, and so we find little treats on instagram where we see two artists together and we're like i don't think they knew each other until they came to thrive and we Mm kind of guess and uh so i love that and 13 feet off the ground is a collective that joanne hasty put into play and that to us was amazing to Mm -hmm. see you know you guys want to do murals and then to have that kind of come out of thrive has been so neat so Mm -hmm. speaking
1: of murals you Mm -hmm. guys have a residency started tell me about that
0: yeah so uh, we needed another <laughs> we thing. needed another yeah. thing you were busy yeah. enough I understand that yeah well we're <laughs> always trying to look for opportunities for our members and ways that they can kind of grow and do something that maybe you can't just do on your own and so one of those things is obviously murals like it can be hard to get that first mural under your belt and convince someone like hey yeah mm-hmm. pay me to paint this massive thing on your wall never that, done you it know before. never done it before it'll be great don't worry about yeah. it um so we recently moved uh into the profile co-working space so they have three locations in vancouver currently probably just like us thrive all over the world they're going to be all over the world too but right now it's just the three and they have walls we have artists who want to paint onto walls let's make it happen chocolate peanut butter story yeah (laughs) so we've had uh quite a few of our members like Ola Volo, Kari Christensen, Chrissy Arsenault, Jamie and I have even painted a mural which was fun um and so for so for some of them they've painted a billion murals and done it before but they just wanted to be part of this project and for others this has been the jumping off point that they've used they have a great photo to sell like see I paint murals and look how great it looks and then they can get those opportunities um, going forward
2: such a confidence builder to get that first Mm -hmm. wall under your belt yeah and that's what I see happening a lot in Thrive is It's about confidence I think as women we often doubt ourselves we often worry and wonder if that we are Mm -hmm. equipped to do this next step and Mm -hmm. I see very specific to women is just the fear around Mm -hmm. that and so I think just you talking about going to Parker Street even the big studio like that's a very intimidating thing but to say hi oh Even just to say, I'm part of Thrive, what's your name? It's totally different, Mm -hmm. and we see it all the time. And with the murals, we've seen, you know, Kari Christensen did her first, she's a printmaker, did her first mural, and then now has been offered this bigger project. And we spoke to her last night, and she's joining our leadership team, and she said, if if she had never done the mural, them offering this project, it would have she have no idea where to start. So mm-hmm. it's this. what we like is this idea of give these opportunities that build the stepping stones to reaching the goals. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So you have the mural residency
0: going. Mm-hmm. You also have a podcast yourselves. Tell, yes. tell me a little bit about that. Uh, so the Thrive Talks podcast is... Jamie and I having a mastermind meeting, basically we have six questions that we always cover in a meeting and we do that with a guest. And so it's very structured, so we have to answer the questions as well. And uh, it's great because we kind of started it really for our members who miss meetings because it can feel really sad when you miss a meeting. You don't get to chat and connect with everybody. So we're like, well, we could do one, share it and record it, and then members could listen to it. And then, of course, we've just decided to make it public for everybody so anyone can listen and get an idea of what... Kind of conversations we have as as part of uh, as part of thrive, and it's been cool as well because non-artists listen as well. Like we have quite a few small other small business owners who like get a lot out of it, which is kind Love. of kind and of fun. And it's
2: fun because at the beginning, this was Tara and I like googling how do you start a podcast, mm-hmm. and we just got the equipment that it said we needed, bought an, a mic. And then got into my pantry, this small closet in my apartment, and sat there. And it's her and I talking in the pantry about Mastermind with the worst The middle of summer.
0: So (laughs) hot. It was horrible.
2: And just being... Who's yeah. gonna listen to this? Who it's, cares? Yeah. I listened to it. Yes, thank you, Carol. Yeah. We believed, we believed. and yeah. so now we're very excited because we have uh, a production group uh, that help us. Marty mm-hmm. from Sonus Media, and they have jumped on board, and he got us into the the real studio to do a proper intro, and yeah, we and had we to practice we proper a lot.
0: mics, and it sounds. Yeah. yeah, so we're
2: very proud of it now, yeah. and it's monthly. And it's our drive leadership teams. We invite artists from there, as well as uh, some of our members that have been with us a long time. And then we have soon will be our first time bringing in artists that
1: you aren't a part really of drive and oh. don't
2: really know. And Yet, to be honest, go on.
1: It's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of an experiment too. Of just, it's a little, it's this experiment too that. Would Mastermind be useful for someone at a very high level in their career? I'm interested to know that. And because we have a real mix of artists and we have artists that are very doing very well in their career, but they sought us out and really came to us because they needed that community. So as a podcast guest, they're just dipping in. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how those interviews go. Yeah. It's going to be fun.
1: And a great way for somebody who's thinking about Thrive to listen in and, you know, ask themselves yeah. those we, questions. We had
0: not thought about that, but it has been very helpful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you
2: find it annoying what we talk about on there, or <laughs> yeah. feel it's not relevant to your life, then you won't like Mastermind. Yeah. Because yeah. that's basically how the meetings go, just you have 10 more people there. Yeah. Eight mm-hmm.
1: more people. Yeah. And I think it, it's a little bit unique nowadays in our very quick culture, to take the time to really listen to people and to have somebody really listen to you. Mm. And I think that's a rare thing that that happens in Thrive Podcast is the people who are asking are on a similar path. Everybody's interested in what you're doing and we all take away something from maybe, you know, in, in my group, maybe somebody is talking about paper and somebody else has an amazing answer for them and I'm sitting there writing it down because I also have these questions and and maybe it's not something so technical maybe it's like I'm hitting a point where I I'm questioning what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. you talk through it and we can all identify and we all take away things and we're making that time to sit and really connect and listen and uh, and I think we all take away Mm -hmm. unimagined things from it
2: well, and I think of when I first started, so I was teaching and then I, I quit, quit full-time teaching. I went into subbing and then was just painting and basically I would never recommend my path to anyone, <laughs> but I just dove in, obviously. Yeah. And I think back if I had had once a month where I sat down and wrote out what I was proud of and my challenges and, and that's what we do in the meetings, how cool that would be to mm-hmm. have those records of that time I really don't have any of that and so just for me Tara and I run a lot of meetings but I love having that time to sit and think mm-hmm. about my practice and where I want to go with it and mm-hmm. it's yeah. important.
1: Could you see this growing to a point where it moves on without you and you go do something else?
2: I mean I'd like to be a full-time artist one day. Yeah,
0: Yeah I think that's a possibility I mean it's definitely not anytime soon mm-hmm. but it's you know I like we'd also try to keep some we'd, pause yeah.
2: in the mix we pretty, <laughs> pretty much love right, it I think, so yeah. I can't really yeah. imagine
0: I mean I'd, yeah. I I could go back to being a member though I've maybe I've never
2: been a member <laughs>
0: you've never been a member <laughs> no, it's, tells it's, me it's great, great. <laughs> it's really good it's so
2: really maybe good. yeah one day yeah. I could be um mm-hmm. a member in our practice. Yeah. Well,
1: it's going to be really fun to see where you ladies take this, because it's been wild already, mm-hmm. and I, I've come to know your energy a little bit, and I think you two are capable of amazing things, maybe even beyond what you have already thought about, so fasten your seatbelts! belts it's gonna be fun okay. cry number two <laughs> <Yeah>. on the <laughs> podcast right on
0: Thank you. Thank so you. the
1: show is called two artists walk into a bar today it is called three artists walk into a bar i don't know if you collectively or separately have come up with a punchline for me or have a joke or a funny story from your artists lives you'd
2: like to share well I was thinking about this. I googled funny jokes, but felt like I could not deliver it. <laughs> but maybe that's the funny part, is that I have to google my material. I, know. Yeah. I love nerds, <laughs> to on. Yeah. But Tara reminded me of this, actually, because when I first started, I needed a goal. I was basically masterminding myself back in the day. And my goal was to put on a show. So I rented a gallery, and I made this whole project called Confessions. And so I asked, on my website, I figured out to put an anonymous um, message board, which is very easy to do, but at the time felt like I was a technology genius. Mm -hmm. And so people were sending in confessions, and then I would paint the confessions. And the concept was that taking something that we hold secret and then making it a beautiful art piece kind of transforms that that so but keep in mind that I had I was a full-time artist at this point for like four months and just it was my friends and family that I was just bugging to be a part of this and I needed a confession so it took me like a month or so but I was getting confessions all the time and then I had this epiphany where I was like I've really only told my friends and family so I'm surrounded by some dark people <laughs> and the confessions I started to look at them and started to like could it be this person could it be this person I was like, this is not the point it's not the point point. and then we got I got some media coverage for it and it kind of went I was getting uh a lot more and so but it was this moment where I hadn't really thought through the idea the elusive confession was okay but when it Felt like it was someone you knew or something. Yeah. It freaked me right out. Yeah. So be careful what you yeah.
1: start and put out into the world. <laughs> it's like it's anonymous, but I'm only gonna ask one person. And <laughs> I'm like, mom. And she's
0: like, no. <laughs> so not the point. Uh, right on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. Well, that kind of makes me think of the confession that I wrote for the confession oh. project. Yeah, Tara this and I met. was around the time that we met. Yeah. We, yeah, we kind of got set up by, I guess, a, a mutual lady friend. Date. We had a lady date. And I was just like, wow, I really like this ambitious, like, lunatic. She's she's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had all the plans. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and so I went to the opening night, and there was a confession booth there. And I... It's gotten better, but I get very anxious at things like this, social events like that. So I went into the booth and I wrote a confession that was so long. And I was like, look, my confession is that I feel super uncomfortable and I'm just going to like take my time just writing in here to you because I just don't want to make any more small talk. And I'm just going to like ride this out. And so that was that was my confession.
2: And did you know this? No, I didn't know this. (laughs) But by the end of the project, so it was about six months. I got over three hundred confessions, but there was only a few long ones. So I bet I could I then of course. Took them all and put them into a spreadsheet and typed them all out like a true, <laughs> true lunatic. Uh-huh. But uh, I wanted the record of them so we could go back and find your you confession. Find yeah, oh, that was oh. beautiful. Yeah. One day thought? those confessions for me will come back in another art Little, series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was time for them to end, but it—they'll come back. Yeah yeah
1: make a guest appearance right on
2: well i hope you guys come back sometime and give me
1: an update it's been really fun talking to you Amazing. and uh, yeah so much yeah so fun Yay. Loved
2: it. <laughs> yes. and then clink
1: you've been listening to two artists walk into a bar i'm your host artist carol McQuaid. for full show notes and all the links head to two artists walk into a com. If you liked the episode, remember to subscribe, sign up for updates, and leave us a review. And if you loved the episode, head to twoartistswalkintoabar.com and buy us our next round. Cheers.